Hello, everybody. We are talking about motivation. This is the Motivation Podcast. Not really. It's the Initiative Project Podcast, but we're talking about motivation today. So, like always, we start off how everybody's week's going. So, Kelly... We've done th- well. You know what? We're gonna get, we're not gonna do it because we recorded four of the same podcast. Yes, this is the fourth one that we're recording in a single day. So but we're not that interesting, I, right? At this point, I have nothing else to say about the past week, right, yeah. <laughs> what I've done. But I I do have to say that um, so we actually had a visitor, and I wish she could have stayed for a few minutes for yeah. this podcast. But we're gonna have her back on. But she's super interesting. Her name is Debbie, and um, she I think she said she was. 54, right? Correct. And um, she's sort of in the middle of a life transition. And I think she is just an inspirational story about how, you know, it's never too late. Um, You know, she's stuck in a job she hates which I think even a lot of young people are in that place right now. So she was really exciting to talk to, and I think she's going to bring us some cupcakes. Yeah, and if she makes a keto cupcake, I'm going to promote the shit out of that. (laughs) Especially if it's good. Right. But Debbie, if you're listening, get after it, Debbie. That's right. Make them cupcakes. (laughs) Make millions. We're good. So we're talking about motivation. Motivating yourself really is to kind of get on track as far as exercise go so what motivates you to exercise to start working out and to keep working out so we're going to start with kelly first gosh so i don't know i'm sure personality probably has some to do with this like i'm a type a so when i start doing something i tend to like take it sometimes to extremes but i do think so motivation for me to exercise. I do have like future goals as far as I want to stay. Um, I want, I want to have good mobility. I want to have good strength. Um, I want to be able to run around with my kid. I want to be able to go hiking and camping and do the things that I love to do. But honestly, I don't think that long-term, like long-term vision is what keeps people exercising day in and day out for me. It's the feeling I get when I'm done with a session. Um, When I'm done with an exercise session, I feel accomplished. Um, I feel physically really good. I usually feel really strong. Um, I think those are the things that keep me motivated to keep doing it again and again. Right. That totally makes sense. I mean, I'm on the same boat as far as, you know, I want to be in good shape just to play with my son Levi or many of the kids that are soon to come or later to come. I'm not, no information will be given. What? There's no, no, nothing's going on. I'm just saying there is nothing. There's no underlying tone to what that (laughs) was saying. But you know, when I have, obviously when we get more kids, you know, so I don't want to be that dad that can't, like go out and play catch or run around and do stuff. Cause I think that's important, especially when your kid's like, dad, come on the slide with me. And you're like, I can't climb up there to get down there. I can't fit down the slides cause my butt's too wide, but that's a, that's a here nor there. No one needs to know about that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just want to obviously, um, just be in better shape, having, uh, getting to that point where you need to get bigger clothes and your pants don't fit is also like, I don't want to go to that place again, um, you know, and, and just having overall physically balanced as far as like performance goes. So to be able to like lift weights and run, um, like not be so big, like kind of, okay, let me just give you a perfect example. I want to look like a CrossFitter. They're strong. 
but they can also have endurance. You want to look like one so or have be that, like one? So have that kind of performance level okay. to where I could do both. It's not like I am strictly, like if you look at a power lifter or like a weightlifter, they're just strictly that. Right. Or like a runner is strictly the one. Right. want to be like a balance between. So yes. it's not. You want to have the cardiovascular and the strength Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, if, yeah. if I have to like physically attack someone because they, like, like your kid, if, when she slipped off the bus the one day, if I had, oh. to phys- if I had to physically like throw a kid across the room, I wouldn't be able to do that or chase some like crazy person down. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do both those things. So yeah, so well rounded. Well right? rounded. Let's put it that way. I also have to say that you know I I want to feel comfortable with how uh, with how my with how my body looks. Right. So yeah. and feel comfortable in my clothes. So you know that's definitely a motivation for me to to keep working out as well okay so we did i did some research and you know my research sessions are so long and excruciating they take You're hours reading all those studies aren't you all those studies yes, yes. i find the best one and i'm like oh that looks good excuse <laughs> me so doing some research found uh four science-based ways to motivate yourself to work out but before um, that I did did read or listen to something which talked about motivation and the SEALs, we'll call it, or just in Army training. Um, so they asked the recruits, they go down the line, you know, why were they there? Some of the guys were like, yeah, I want to be here. I just want to be a bad MFer. I'm going to go out and do all this stuff. You know, one guy will say, you know, my girlfriend made me come you know i have no aspirations to do something else but one guy actually out of this whole group he said that um he didn't want to fail his family so that was either his wife his kids or something along those lines so at the end of the six weeks or eight weeks or however long it is all the guys with those fake reasons you know i'm a bad mfer and i want to do all this stuff or reasoning for their reason uh, reason i'm so sorry for being there one of the guys that was left was that guy that was like, I do not want to let my family down because, you know, obviously they mean so they're very important to me. So the key takeaway was that you need to have a real reason for motivation to do something and that a fake reason will more than likely just be something where you will not just stick to. So it's like, you know, I really I just want to be able to do I don't know, whatever. Uh, I have to say, this is, I think, one of the reasons why people fail at keeping with exercise so much is because they focus so much on the aesthetic. Sure. Um, Yeah, I won six-pack abs. Really, how how important are they? Well, right. It it doesn't end up in the end being important enough. Exactly. And that's kind of what they're getting at. Right. Right. So if if, if you really want to make that life change and, and you're motivated and you don't need these ways, you know, that's great. And if you do, hey, you're in a slump like I was a few weeks ago trying to just get back from my dreaded rest recovery week. Oh, man, that was tough. Was you know, it? It was tough. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to get up in the morning. I don't want to do any of this stuff. Today was the first day or no, second or third day I actually got up. But so... Back to the topic, here are four science-backed ways to motivate yourself. Number one, because I'm the only one that's going to get the reference for Game of Thrones because she didn't see it. Yeah, I don't watch that. She's lame. It's okay, everybody. (laughs) So give yourself a reward. So Doug Charles, author of The Power of Habit, 
or why we do what we do in life and business, advises making the benefits to working out a little bit more tangible, such by treating yourself to a smoothie, an episode of Game of Thrones afterwards. Obviously, Game of Thrones is done and over with. There's not many episodes to watch if, if you're already done. But you making that... Uh, Hey, after my workout, I'm going to treat myself to something, whether it's a TV show or some some type of food that you enjoy, something to where it makes it worth it. I'd be really careful, though, about using food as okay. your reward for exercise okay, because food. that can quickly, like, really um, sort of negate your efforts. Sure. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll classify food as in, like, I'm going to eat this Hershey Kiss. That's Okay. Yeah. Not the bag of Hershey Kisses. Right, right, So something right. That's, ta- that's tangible that you can have, but it's not going to obviously, you know, break you out of what you're trying to achieve. So you need to create the, a neurological habit loop, which involves a cue to trigger the behavior. So getting your gym bag ready, ready um, the routine, um, and make, make it through the workout. That's what you're doing. And then the reward, Game of Thrones, one... Hershey kiss, nothing bag. <laughs> and the science shows that actually helps to increase the odds of that routine becoming habit. And then over time, that motivation becomes habit. So you mentioned like Game of Thrones as being like one of your rewards. Is, is that's, there anything that's an else example. that you... Okay. So, well, so like for you, like w- what would you say might be... Because in my mind, I have some things that like yeah, sure. are what, rewards for what me. Do you, what, do you, what do I have? Yeah. What do you, if what I'm able to, If I'm able to work out... And, and uh, have Levi go down at a decent time and have, like, an hour to myself, that's a reward in and of itself. Because I can just do what I want and right. not have to worry about anything. So as far as, like, working out and the reward after that, there really for me, there really isn't. Okay. Because, I, I mean, the reward is working out. Because yeah. I go to work and I get stressed out and I want to, like, attack the weights or the workout itself. And right. like, if it was a person, I would choke it out sometimes, <laughs> but you know, you obviously can't choke out like a 45 pound dumbbell. It's not going to do anything, but you know, just that essence of going to the gym and actually getting physically active is that reward itself. So like for me, what I've noticed is definitely I'm in the same boat as you where I've been able to connect the, like uh, there's a lot of times where I don't want to work out, Oh yeah. but I do it anyway because I've been able to connect the, just the feeling I have from after the workout, like the accomplished feeling and like, I don't know, just the physical feeling that the workout gives me when I'm done. So that is for me, the workout in itself is a reward, but, um, I also noticed that there are certain things for me that are rewarding that I do after a workout. So like taking that shower after you work out when you're sweating. I've been taking the cold showers. Yeah. I get to the point where I don't feel the water. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've done it too. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Uh-huh. But then when I turn to turn it off, I'm like, oh. Now so wait cool. though, when you get out, so like <laughs> this was the way that I was able to motivate myself to keep doing cold showers when yeah. I was doing them. The feeling after you get out and your skin starts to warm back up, I mean, is it like, to me, that was the craziest good feeling ever? Um, I couldn't feel my back for like 20 <laughs> minutes. So I was just like, you know, you're drying yourself off. And you're like, you know, there the towels rubbing there, but right. you can't necessarily feel it. So. For me, the feeling that I got after doing the cold shower was almost like 
euphoric. Like I was, yes. I mean, I would get this crazy brain rush and the crazy amount of energy and it was enough. Now I haven't done it in a long time because it is painful to do, but it was enough to keep me doing it for like several months in a row. Well, good thing I met my in-laws. I might just take a cold bath. There you go. Yeah. That'd be, cause that's like the worst. Yeah. Cause I have a shower and I just like, I like turn it and I turn around and I face the wall (laughs) (laughs) just like, okay. And it's like, you, you, you get in a good position where it's like, it's not, it's cold, but it's not hitting like your sensitive spots. And you're just like, I, if I don't move, I don't feel it. I'm fine. But once you go to turn to the side to turn it off, you're like, oh, it's so cold. And the worst is like getting it under the armpits and like the really sensitive areas. You're like, holy crap. That is the worst. But like going back to the rewards thing, like for me, taking a cool shower, I don't do the cold ones anymore. It's just too painful. But taking a cool shower when I'm all sweaty and just sort of like washing all of that off of me for... That to me is just a huge reward. Like I feel so good after that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just even those little things or like when I'm done with my workout, I'll give myself 10 minutes to sit down with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and just relax. And it's, it's hugely rewarding for me. All right. So the last thing in this, in this uh, first section of give yourself rewards. So once the brain uh, begins to associate sweat, the pain, the surge of endorphins, those feel-good chemicals that release from the brain that are um, are releasing from the brain during your workout. Once you train your brain to recognize that the workout itself is actually the reward, you won't even want the reward itself. Right. right. All right, Kelly, take it away. Number two. Sign a commitment contract. So honestly, like this reason, I don't know how I feel about this one. It's kind of like a hit or miss. So, I mean, some people use it. Some people don't. I mean, I think it's good in certain instances. I've never done this personally. I mean, I can see where it might work for for some people. I actually think so, like, sort of similar to this. Have you seen these things online where you can, um, where they will pay you if you meet your goal? Yes, I have. Yeah. I think that. It's sort of similar to this because you sort of sign this contract where you're saying, if I reach my goal, I'm actually going to like get this get money, yeah. money reward for it. And so, but um, anyway, um, we can all make feel good promises to ourselves all day long. And, and there's no one, um, there's no one necessarily to be there for us calling us out if we slack on that. So you can sort of create a contract um, with yourself or like, you know, do one of these contests or even start a contest at work with somebody else. Um, to see who can work out the most this month or who can lose the, the most weight. Um, and you maybe sort of win something um, that other people have contributed to, which can definitely help with, with motivation. Imagine getting an extra vacation day at work if you were just to work out for a month. I would be working out like a fiend just to get an extra vacation day. That would be kind of cool. And and honestly, if you could get your employer on board with something like that, or if you own a business with employees, you know, it's going to be really good for your business long-term if you have healthy and happy employees. So, yeah, your, you know, your health expenses go down. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So like, I don't know, did you have some sort of story here about yeah, your brother-in-law? Yeah. So my brother-in-law and I, uh, some others signed up for this Nike run club. And so we have a challenge to run 50 miles accumulatively, not just one time, 
by October 22nd. So it's a little, I think, 80-some days right now. Um, so that was just kind of motivation not to just be the one, the last person to finish the 50 miles, <laughs> or to be like two of the people in the group right now who will rename main nameless Luke and Josiah, who haven't done any miles. So I'm, my <laughs> wife is actually beating me by a little bit. But, you know, th- just having that accountability, saying, oh, oh, my gosh, Ben is crushing it this week and I'm slacking. Or I'm doing a lot better than those two people. So I think something else you could add to this, and I've used this in the past, you know, like not necessarily like just signing some sort of a, a, a contract with yourself, but in a similar vein, signing up for um, like a race or something. Yeah, like a Warrior Dash. A th- yeah. Something like that. Like, yeah, like a three, a f- what, 5K is it called? Yeah. 5K, the yes. Smallest those ones. ones are the smaller ones. So, like starting small or just signing up for a 5K running race or a 10K. I, I, I signed up for, you know, a triathlon. This was when. First, when I first decided that I was going to, you know, like try and I don't know, get in shape or lose some weight or something. (laughs) And I was like, well, I need to sign up for something because it'll keep me motivated. And, you know, sure as heck, the fear of doing a triathlon with Mm -hmm. doing no training, like it got me into the pool. It got me running. It got me on the bike. Right. Because you don't want to do one of these races without training for it. Oh, yeah. No no (laughs) doubt in my mind about that. So. Uh, number three, rethink positive thinking. So when it comes to positive thinking, I'm definitely a big proponent of this. Um, and just having that positive outlook on life, whether it's at work or it's school or wherever you're at, and just everything in general. So kind of having that positive spin on things, you know, something may be going bad at work and it's actually not as bad as you think because, you know, um, there's this guy, uh, Jocko, I, I, I talked to everybody about him, but uh, the biggest thing he uh, he's um, on the recent podcast he talked about stress, how to handle stress. So I'm like, I was super stressed at work. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna find something. Maybe he's got something on it. And he talked for like five minutes about stress. He's like, is your is this stress you're dealing with worse than this person that was like in this war at this certain time where had all this? I'm like, no, I'm worried about meeting my quota this month is that is that stressful sure but in reality it's not you know so right. kind of just having that you know positive like spin of how much does it matter in the grand scheme like when you die what's going to be on your headstone exactly it's not gonna it's not gonna make right it might be stressful right now but it's not gonna really be that bad so doing it a lot it's harder to keep that mindset and time um all the time and maintaining it is definitely a daily and hourly grind because you always have negative people around you, negative talk, and you know you're either you're getting it from the outside sources or you're talking about it yourself. I don't know if you have that at all because I mean you're you're self-employed for the most part. Yeah, but but what I've noticed about this though is that like most of my negative thinking comes from in my own head. Yeah. So I have to be really like aware of the things that I'm saying to myself. Um, I can't remember the figure, but it's something like people have like 50 or 70,000 thoughts a day and a, a huge percentage of most people's thinking is negative. Oh, yeah. So you have to learn to catch your self-talk. Well, it's a um, lot easier to be negative about stuff is. than positive. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's always a big thing. So yeah. re- back to rethinking the positive thinking is just about visualizing your obstacles. So if you can figure out what you 
can do to overcome that and plan to do that. So, hey, my goal is to lose 20 pounds. All right, what are the steps I'm going to take today, the next day, this month to overcome that obstacle? Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It could be I want to be able to run a mile without stopping. Okay, how am I going to achieve that? Um, maybe it is by losing weight or maybe it's just by going on a run and seeing how long you can go and maybe pushing yourself the next time or whatever the case may be. But it's just going to be having that plan of attack to be able to overcome that obstacle. And like the old adage adage says, what is it? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. So that's always in, in life and just other concepts. So in my real world application, I feel t- too tired to go to the gym after work, after after you to imagine after you imagine the obstacle. So like I said, you can figure out what you can do to overcome. And so like I used to play that traffic light game with on myself. That's right. On the way to work, I don't. Which play I find it. fascinating. I find that fascinating. Okay. I do. <laughs> if you want to do a study on me? That's great. But I think it was just the mindset because I, my mind was constantly like, you don't need to go to the gym. And also it was during that hellacious workouts, which I wanted to like die after, after each one, but that also didn't really help, you know? So really it's just kind of making it, making it a plan of attack to get over that obstacle. If it's getting up early, like I been trying to get up early, maybe it's to put the alarm across the room. So I actually have to physically get out of bed before my wife punches me for waking up Levi because of the alarm clock. Right. So I think I'd like to add to this here sort of like um, a little bit of a story because I think that this one is really important. What I notice in my own clients is that a lot of times they have a problem or they want something, but they come up with all of these reasons that they can't excuses. do something. Which, right, which end up being excuses. So, for example, um, I was working with a lady who actually has the motivation to work out. Um, but she's not, she's not working out. And we're so I'm like, okay, so let's write this down in the center of a piece of paper as the problem is that I'm not working out and I want to lose weight and I should be working out to that end goal. So we started brainstorming like, why first, why am I not working out? And it turns out she was, she was a member of orange theory Okay. Which um, I hear great things about Orange Theory. They just opened up in Medina, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago. Yeah. And I I actually interviewed there one time. Yeah. And I kept saying it's like CrossFit because I equate the same. Really? And workout intensity as CrossFit. Okay. Because it's a group setting. It you're is. going from one machine to another machine or one thing to another thing. And you're right. doing cardio in between. I'm like... This is basically CrossFit. CrossFit is obviously the extreme of that because yeah, there's CrossFit, a barbell. It's a lot a, more barbell work right. and stuff. There, it's not so much. But I, it's they more got, about the running at yeah, Orange Theory. They got I don't know, but they have a bunch of treadmills. They're like, it's, all right, we're gonna run for ten minutes and we're gonna go do this. So the people I've talked to love it that that have tried it and they find it very motivating. Um, but this in this particular lady, she had been going, but then she wasn't going, and I'm like, well, what is going on that you're not going anymore? You like Orange Theory, and she was like, well, she's like, my job is cr- I work crazy hours. Um, I'm on call. She's at it. She's in a job where she's on call a okay. lot. Um, and she's like, at Orange Theory, you have to sign up for a time, 
and you don't get your money back if you can't. And so it just wasn't working with her schedule. And I said, okay, so let's find solutions to this problem. So we wrote down all of the solutions, even the silly ones, like I'm going to quit my job so I can go work out at Orange Theory. Right. You know, but we wrote down, we came up with a list of potential solutions. Like, what can I do? So I could go for a walk when I have time. I could um, sign up at another gym where I can, you know, this type of thing that's more flexible for my schedule. So, you know, it comes down like when you start to rethink your pot, you need to think positively. If you're coming up with a bunch of reasons for why you can't do something, you're not going to do it. And one thing I know, harp on this guy again, Jocko, he says, all your excuses are lies. <laughs> yeah, he said, a lot they're of them lies are. you tell yourself to not do something. That's and right. I told my client, uh, she was, uh, we were talking about one, one day, we were talking about her husband, like, all his excuses are lies. He can come here if he wanted to. Right. If he wanted to change that bad, he'd be here. That's right. He doesn't want to because it's rainy or whatever. Yeah, it's just an excuse. I hear it with the the healthy eating. Well, I, I don't like vegetables and fruits. I'm like, really? You don't like any fruits? You don't like any vegetables? You like no kind of healthy food? Or get even if you're going to do that, get a, cook them the way you want them, that they taste good. Right. Or even get like a dip. Right. That is not like, I don't know, something ridiculously nasty or Well, bad. even like with my kid, I'll let her douse vegetables and ranch if it'll get her to eat vegetables, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, how much ranch can you really put uh, on a piece of broccoli? Oh, you would be surprised. <laughs> You would be surprised, oh, like yeah, be like like a, a piece of broccoli the size of like you know a needle point, you know, doused in a, in a whole spoonful of ranch. Yeah, that's that's oh, how that's, my kid eats veggies. <laughs> it is kind of gross. All right, so number four, because we kind of actually we kind of talked about a little bit with the orange theory thing, but yeah, go ahead, number four. Right, find your fitness tribe, and I like this one. Now you also have to sort of know yourself. So I am um, I'm an introvert. Yeah, so am I. I actually like to work out by myself and I am very motivated to do that. Yep. But a lot of people find that they can't be self, they can't be motivated to do it by themselves. So this is a well-known motivation to find a group of people that inspires you to work out. So this is why CrossFit and in places like Orange Theory, I believe that's why they are so successful because they create this culture this tribe of people, um, and it helps everybody stay on track. So like CrossFit gyms have cultivated this application in an amazing way for the sense of community that it brings to people in the gym um, to meet and to keep them coming back. Um, they, they get to know their gym friends um, and the instructors there. Um, and again, CrossFit is just one example Things like barre classes, title boxing, any of these group fitness programs, yoga classes that sort of create that culture um, uh, and it sort of can help motivate people and keep them returning because, you know, and, and we talked in another podcast about how important community and connection is mm -hmm. to your health Yeah, yeah. Um, as I think a level two self-care. Um, that might have even been a level. No, I think it was level two. But, level two, yeah. Yeah. Um, it really is important to feel like you belong to something. 
And so, you know, the group exercise classes and finding your your fitness, quote unquote, tribe, I think that can be a great thing. Yeah. And even if you like to work out, you're like yourself, like yeah. Kelly or I, maybe there's not a club or a tribe, but maybe there's like a group you can kind of associate with online or something. Yes. Yeah. Because I am the same boat. I, I do not like working out with somebody because one, they're weaker than I and two, they take <laughs> What too if they're long. stronger than you? Um, haven't had that problem yet. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, so. most of the people I've ever worked out with, um, I, f- I hate to say that I feel like they hold me back. Yeah. It's not but. necessarily a bad thing, but I'm like, if I have to unrack like five of these plates to you to do one yes. set, I'm not doing that. I'm I sorry. see people at the gym doing that. I'm like, Oh man, what a pain in the butt. So if you go to snap fitness Medina and you want to work out with me, you must be able to lift the weights I'm lifting. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So if you're you're feeling in a slump or try to implement some of these um, just motivational strategies, we'll call them, into your workout routine in life or, um, you know, just in general. So really, we're just trying to get you off the couch, walk for 10 minutes a day, or just kind of just take that one baby step to becoming a healthier person. And hopefully, you know, with all the podcasts we have done, you know, in the past and the ones we're doing in the future, that's kind of our whole gist, just to kind of motivate you to even just to get off the couch to do something. You're not going to go from, you know, a keg on your belly to six pack, and that's not necessarily our goal, but it's just to get to that healthy point to where, you know, you're happy with how you look, you're happy how your life is being and how you, you know, your overall you know, state, and that's kind of the goal, I would say, of the, the podcast and just of this part. Right. Healthy and happy. All right. Well, like Kelly said before, if you have any questions, mail them in. You have our, you have our email address. I don't know why you haven't sent any in. I think you're all selfish. You're not sending us any. <laughs> Ask us questions. We need uh, new ideas for podcast episodes. It's always good to get some feedback. So um, if you have any questions, let us know, comment or anything like that. But we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Hey, everyone. This is TJ and Kelly with the Initiative Project Podcast. If you like what you heard, please like comment and subscribe and if you have any questions you'd like us to cover please email us at initiative at gmail.com see you next time